0: How often do you get the chance to be proactive about something, and then it completely pays off?
1: You know, it's not very often. In our current society, I think we've been trained to be reactive more so than proactive. In the blink of an eye, COVID-19 turned the entire world upside down. And we have to ask ourselves, were we ready for this?
2: I believe that it is at squadron level where we succeed or fail as an Air Force.
1: This is Air Force Chief of Staff, General David Goldfein.
2: It's where our culture resides. We are not the service that says we're airmen before we're anything else. We're the service that in five minutes of any conversation, you can hear men say, well, I'm a bulldog, or I'm a T-bolt, or I'm a this, or I'm a that, because we align ourselves, we can align with our, our squadrons.
0: Revitalizing squadrons is the reason we can say, we were ready.
2: It's where airmen are developed. It's where airmen and families thrive. It's where training and innovation occurs. And I believe it's the way where we make the most difference as leaders.
1: I'm Staff Sergeant Sarah Voigt.
0: What's up? I'm Angel Orozco, Defense Media Activity.
1: It is so weird being with you today. This is the first time we've been in the same room in four months.
0: It feels kind of naughty.
1: It definitely does, especially knowing our counterparts are still at home teleworking. We're kind of the exception to the rule right now.
0: You're the only person I've been around for more than a couple of minutes at a time other than my wife.
1: Yes, this has been like much needed human interaction for me since I've been living alone during this. So I've been someone that's been like cooped up by myself, single airmen.
0: We knew each other for about two weeks before we started teleworking.
1: Yes, which is the exact amount of time you need to get to know someone just enough to run a podcast together.
0: And then we got sent home and we've been working from home for this many months, but I just got to DMA here in Maryland at the beginning of the year, in January.
1: Yeah, it's insane. I feel like COVID-19, happened, like the global pandemic didn't happen at a time that was good for anyone. Is there ever a good time for a global pandemic? I'll
0: try to schedule it in next time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I think that applies to lots of people around the Air Force right now. People that either just PCS and for the first time they set their boots on the ground in a new place and all of a sudden their life is completely changed.
0: You know, it's the same with TDYs. We spoke with Senior Master Sergeant Samuel Alonzo, who's stationed in Aviano, Italy, where his wife and two children are. And we spoke to him in June from Italy. But in January of 2020, he went to the Senior NCO Academy at Maxwell Air Force Base in Alabama. And while he was there, he got sick.
3: I was paying attention to the news of what was going on in China. I didn't take it too serious. I just thought it was another, um, you know, common flu that's kind of getting blown out of proportion. And as I'm in the academy, uh, my classmates are getting sick. They're getting put on quarters. And about a week from graduation, I felt sick over the weekend. So I ended up going to a sick call. I got put on quarters for two days. I got the COVID test and it came back as just a normal strain, A flu. So I'm trying to take medicine, get some rest, because I know I'm flying back to Italy.
0: (laughs) I don't know what Aviano looks like in in the community there, but I picture old Italy. Maybe I'm envisioning too much, but I picture the cobblestones and and old buildings on, on your way home but it's probably more like a highway or something in the United States. <laughs>
3: it's pretty much a spot on what you said, really small towns, vineyards everywhere, a lot of agriculture, the cobblestone walls, the narrow roads, you know, the old rustic buildings. No, it's, it's, it's a beautiful country.
0: Okay, so it doesn't look like the 605 freeway in California, that's good. Oh, all right. not at all.
1: What was it like driving home every day after work.
3: It's it's tough after putting in 12 hours at work. Uh, the roads are empty. We're used to uh, pretty aggressive Italian drivers out on the road. And um, these past couple months have been just, it's just me going home. The sun is staying up a little bit later. So it's a nice calming drive just to kind of settle down, uh, wind down. And uh, by the time I get home, My kids are still doing homework. And this could be 7, 8 o'clock at night. Uh, My wife is helping them get through some assignments while cooking dinner. And as soon as I get home, I I jump straight into the shower just to kind of... Just because I'm interacting with so many people at work and just to mitigate any type of exposure for them.
1: That's got to be terrifying.
3: My biggest fear is... Not knowing that I may have the the COVID virus can be uh, asymptomatic and come home and bring that and expose my wife and my kids.
1: What's it like for you when you have to get up in the morning? You have to get up, you have to put on this hat of being a 510th Munitions Section Chief and you have to go into work and get the mission done. How has the mission changed since COVID-19?
3: Like my chief said, never let a good crisis go to waste. What we realize is that we got the mission done. We actually flew more during this time than prior to COVID with half the manpower. And that was based off of our moat and fire break, kind of segregating, breaking off into two teams so we don't expose one another. And if one team did expose, the other team could carry on the mission. From that, we learned that we could give time back to our airmen. We're kind of in the phase right now where we're calling it the new norm schedule. We're using creative scheduling to kind of deliberately develop our airmen while giving back time to them so they can spend time with their families, get back to enjoying Italy and traveling around Europe.
0: How has the year 2020 affected you as a
3: leader? It's definitely been challenging, trying to find ways to get the mission done without compromising you know, our safety and our health. Also at the resiliency piece, Making sure that our airmen are taken care of, they're being heard. Uh, Aviano is a really hard base to be at just because uh, there is no base housing. So everyone kind of lives off in the economy. So you don't really have that network most people would have if you lived on base. Not only that, you have a lot of first-time airmen that are stationed living in the dorms and uh, they're away for family for the first time. Um, Making sure that we kept in touch with those guys on their five or their nine days off was key. And that came down from from the general all the way down to uh, each section was make sure that we put eyes on our airmen, uh, make sure that they're doing okay, they have what they need.
1: So I've noticed throughout our entire conversation, you've talked a lot about how you've helped other people. How has the pandemic given you a chance to reflect on who you are as a person and as a leader and as a father? and as a husband
3: you definitely have a lot of time to reflect about what you want to do your goals in life for me personally this crisis or pandemic allowed me to kind of focus on what was more important to me you know making sure that my family was taken care of spending more time with them uh, and it's, it's crazy because while I was at the academy we do a lot of self-reflection there as well. And I think that was one of my biggest take, takeaways from the academy was that I was spending a lot of time focusing on the mission at the expense of my family. There were times back at, at other duty stations that I, I went a whole school year where my, I didn't spend time with them at lunch, the school activities because I worked swing shift. So, usually while they were at school and that kind of stuff was going on, I was sleeping and then in the evenings I was at work. I think now, personally, I see what's really important right now and it's making sure that I spend more time with my family.
0: Senior, I hope your family continues to stay safe and thanks for giving us a look inside your personal life.
1: Wow, what a powerful message that he had.
0: One of the things that I took from this was seeing the leadership on so many levels from the top down, how they were all helping and looking after one another. And the best thing that came out of that was the proficiency and efficiency of the unit of the base.
1: They were really focused on being family oriented, their own personal well-being, spending that time with loved ones and reflecting on what was going on in the world around them. And not only were they able to increase the amount of time they were spending with their families, but the mission took off. I mean, it really goes to show that when you do that work at home and you build a foundation on the home front, how much that transfers into your everyday job.
0: So that's one way that the Air Force is taking care of their airmen, through leadership and guidance from within the Air Force. But there are also great programs that we haven't touched on yet, like the ANFRC and the key spouse program
1: the Airmen of Family Readiness Program provides so many resources to so many different aspects of military life. And a lot of airmen don't know about all of the benefits that they can provide.
0: And this is where Master Sergeant Candace Chambers steps in. She's the readiness NCO at the AFRC on Fort Meade for the 707th Force Support Squadron.
4: So with the AFRC, we are pretty much like the focal point for Air Force family members and their matters. So we help to ensure that the military members and their families are receiving whatever services they need, whether they're on base or off base. And that's just not to the service member. It's their wife, their children, their spouses, any family members that may be visiting. And like, let's say something happens, we usually get a call like to say, like, how do we navigate that when they're away from home? And so think of anything you can do that airmen may go through our office, which is either the resource or providing a resource.
1: During COVID-19, knowing how to properly utilize military resources is key in making sure that you're being taken care of and your family's being taken care of. So what programs have been the most popular for you guys and that the most people call and ask about during the coronavirus?
4: The programs that are mostly being used right now is the work-life balance with the work-life balance we talk about resiliency things have changed due to the pandemic and being at home 24 7 with your family and you have to telework and now you're a homeschool teacher you're a full-time spouse as well as a best friend sister brother whatever the case may be you're needed and you're home 24 7 so a lot of our conversations have been navigating that how do i divide up the time who do i need to talk to to maybe adjust my schedule because not everybody can be on a 7 30 to 16 30 kind of schedule because of the pandemic so you got to fit in homeschooling dinner activities because you're in the house all the time so the resiliency the work-life balance piece has been big for us
0: the anfrc program is just so huge right now thanks master sergeant chambers really appreciate all of the work that you do you can easily find one of these in FRCs. There are 76 active duty ones.
1: You know, somebody that exemplifies what exactly what Master Sergeant Chambers was talking about is Bree Carroll. She's a mother. She's a teacher. She's a military spouse stationed out of Barksdale Air Force Base, Louisiana. She wears so many hats on a daily basis, and she's someone that's had to truly live what it's like to have to be everything at once.
0: Yeah, and if that's not enough for you, she's the Armed Forces Insurance Military Spouse of the Year representing the Air Force, where her husband's a pilot.
5: Yeah, Captain Donovan Carroll, the most handsome pilot in the Air Force. <laughs> so, so, yes, uh, I am um, a military spouse by way of my, my husband. I currently work in the Civil Engineering Squadron at Barksdale Air Force Base. Um, we met at Laughlin Air Force Base, and he was going through... Pilot training. He is the reason why we're here. And now we have three beautiful children. Our oldest son, who is six, who is full of energy. He's my little inventor. Um, And then we have a three-year-old who is full of all of her mom's sass and a two-year-old who is the comedian of the family.
0: Bree's an interesting interview for a couple of reasons. One, obviously, because she's a joy to talk with. But aside from that, she's very knowledgeable about the key spouse program. But Sergeant Voight, I think it's important to not forget she's in the same boat that you and me, Senior Alonzo, Master Sergeant Chambers, and all of us, the whole world are going through. This COVID-19 boat, the pandemic. And it's difficult for everybody, even the people that are supposed to inspire and lead.
1: Angel, I couldn't agree more with what you just said. We spoke with Brie Carroll during her interview about what she's learned about herself during the pandemic.
5: As much as I know the things that I'm supposed to do as a key spouse with, um, taking care of yourself and being resilient, that I had to implement that for myself and realize I can't do it all. That yeah. that's really my biggest takeaway for, for the, this time frame for myself. And I was fortunate enough to have other spouses who check in because let's remember, even though you may be in a leadership role or as a key spouse, you still need someone to check on you.
0: I think it's strange how during this time, it seems like we almost put this extra pressure on ourselves thinking, well, I'm home all day. I should be able to do this or I should add 20 pounds of muscle by the end of <laughs> four or five months. I haven't done any of that, you know, but that's really great that you can look outside yourself and and still see that, hey, I need a break. And then to have that support system of the other spouses, maybe chime in and say, Brie, you need a little break.
5: Absolutely. And um, I think oftentimes people hear, oh, the pandemic is going on. People have all this time and they're not doing anything and everybody's just watching Netflix. Like, no, Hmm. I don't know about you, but the Air Force is not taking any breaks, guys. Life is still going on and you still have to, with grace, give yourself some grace and accomplish what you can. You know, prioritize what's important. Um, Priorities have been a really big thing right now. Um, just trying to determine what are some things that can go undone and can get pushed to maybe a try for tomorrow. But the Air Force, the mission does not stop, um, even though we're going through a pandemic and caring for people and checking in. That doesn't stop. Um, I would encourage people to do that more now than maybe they did before. And I've seen that a lot with our key spouses using technology, FaceTiming to put eyes on people to ensure that even though they say they are okay, that they really are okay. Um, Because this time has brought about a different level of isolation, which also can be concerning.
4: The key spouse program has undergone a couple different changes in the last few years.
0: This is Tanya Wright from a 2019 Air Force Town Hall. Her husband is Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force, Khalith Wright.
4: One of the most current changes that we're very excited about is the online key spouse training. Um, I think it consists of like two webinars and eight um, self-paced modules. So we're very excited about this online training um, because it also increases accessibility um, to key spouses that are at geographically separated units, Air Force Reserve units, and Air National Guard units. And so I feel like this is a big win for um, the key spouse program.
0: To give you some history on the Key Spouse Program, it was developed as a quality of life initiative out of concern for Air Force families. In the mid to late 90s, the Air Force tested programs at five bases, and for many years the program was installation or command specific, until 2009 when it became standardized. In our talk with Bree Carroll at Barksdale Air Force Base, she spoke about her experience with the Key Spouse Program and how it strengthens squadrons.
5: So the key spouse program actually is an amazing uh, program that I had the opportunity of participating in. Uh, It's a commander's unit readiness program that brings in military spouses kind of as an extension of the commander's arms to really impact families. I mean, our main focus is to provide information and resources to our military families, and especially times like this in the pandemic. Um, and, and I think the power in that program is that now more than ever, we're seeing that relationships really matter in um, how people interact and how people continue to connect.
1: I really like the analogy you used there where you said that it was an extension of the commander's arm. I think that holds so much truth to it. And it's something you don't typically think about when you think about the key spouse program. I think a lot of people just think about the supportive elements of it from a program perspective, but it really is. You are a direct voice to the military aspect of their life, right? which is so important. And it
5: goes back to the, to the relationships really, because the commander has so many other areas that he has to focus on to ensure that the mission is accomplished. Right. And although he or she may want to have personal conversations with every spouse and know about every birthday or know about every challenge that they have. It's not necessarily something that he can realistically do in the 24 hours in the day that he has. So it's awesome to wear he can meet in small groups with his key spouses, provide his vision, some things that he would like some information on or touch points on from the squadron or unit level. And then we can feed back information um, and just work as a team. And that's what it is. We end up being the leadership team to ensure that our squadrons are and units are resilient.
1: You kind of touched on the fact about specific things that Barksdale has going on and what you guys are doing. How have those operations been affected by COVID-19? I mean, are you still doing daily operations or how have you had to maybe be a little bit more innovative than normal when it comes to that kind
5: of stuff? As you know, to shop at the commissary, you had to have a mask, for example. Well, our key spouses were contacting a lot of people to say, hey, do you have a mask? Do you even have access? Because even those, those little things, you know, the commander may not be thinking of, but they were able to rally together. And maybe you have that um, that crafty spouse. We love you. Uh, <laughs> we're making masks just so people could get groceries. You know, just the the common things that you need on a day to day. So I love that they were the touch point for that. I love that they were the touch point to give updates on. Um, overall COVID-19 and base specific updates. So one thing, for example, is a question came out about the DOD travel ban versus the base travel ban. How do we navigate that? What applies to spouses versus what applies to the active duty member? So all of these type of questions can be funneled through Um, your key spouses, and then the command team can give better guidance that is distributed out. Another thing that we actually had the opportunity to um, guide through is with that stop movement, that had people freaking out because the squadron was deployed at the time. So people were unsure as to when their um airmen would return right and just continuing to remind people of opsec which is another big thing that we try to remind people of and then keeping them as informed as possible on return dates and times and facilitating uh homecomings that's all a part of um the the challenges of the uniqueness (laughs) uh that comes with uh the pandemic and being a key spouse
0: Can't stop, won't stop. Thank you so much, Brie Carroll. Thank
5: you so much. You got it. Thank you so much.
0: Resilience is one word that holds the power of incredible stories. We could have reached out to every Air Force Base around the globe and heard similar accounts of reflection on what's important in life, like Senior Alonzo and Aviano realized, or the innovation in scheduling and airman development that his unit, the 510th Aircraft Maintenance Unit, implemented because of COVID-19. And I know that there are Air Force spouses everywhere that are wearing many hats as we traverse our way through a challenge that we have never seen before. Revitalizing squadrons has been the fundamental cornerstone for the Air Force during the pandemic. It's an idea that's reflected in the words of Secretary of the Air Force Barbara Barrett in a message to the Department of the Air Force at the beginning of all of this.
2: Wherever you are working today, you play an important role keeping jets flying, satellites operating, and our nuclear forces ready. I understand the new operating environment causes hardships on you and your family. Our goal is to protect you while minimizing the spread of COVID-19. We will continue to focus on three priorities. First, protect the force, their families and communities. Second, maintain readiness. And third, support the entire government's response to this pandemic. Together with the dedication and sacrifice airmen and space professionals make every day, we will lead through this. We will do everything in our power to take care of you and your family while you take care of our nation. Thank you for everything you do to make this the world's greatest Air Force and Space Force.